0: Hi there, it's Angela Ardolino
1: and Hernando Yamana
0: of It's A
2: Dog's Life and we're here again talking great holistic health for pups.
1: Yay. Um,
2: so how you been? How's the weather over there in New York?
1: It's good but I'm gearing up to go to Chicago where it's gonna be a little colder and I'm getting my dog ready and we're gonna have our winter jackets and she's gonna be a very well-behaved girl. I'm very
2: excited. Oh, I'm so <laughs> glad. now. Um, today, our guest is a trainer, and I wanted to find out if you've had experience with trainers before. Um, have you ever had Blanche train?
1: No. Uh, fortunately for me, Blanche is an angel and has never really needed much training. <laughs> I'm sure she could use some training. Let's let's be real. But no, I've never had to. But I'm really fascinated by it. Yeah, um,
2: I. I am. Um, I know at our groom shop that I'm constantly like, this dog just needs some exercise and some training. I'm like, <laughs> let me, let, let's have this dog uh, hang out at my house for a couple weeks and we'll get some of those bad habits out of the way.
1: Exactly. Um,
2: but um, our guest today is Jessica Gore. And um, welcome, Jessica. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. So how long have you been a trainer? Wait, first of all, where are we talking to you from today? I'm in Los Angeles. Oh, very cool. I love your um, book. Is it a bookcase behind you? It's so cute. Thank you. It's so pretty. It looks <laughs> like an old house. I love it. Yeah, um, it's an old cottage house in Hollywood. Oh, it's perfect. I love it. So how long have you been a trainer? Oh, gosh. I
3: started getting paid professionally <laughs> in <laughs>
0: 12
3: uh, Before that, I... Uh, started in rescue. So I had a lot of dog experience prior to that, but I really wanted to learn more about behavior so that I could be more effective in the rescue community as well.
2: Now, I see that you're, um, you're a trained, certified um, trainer, but you also specialize in, I guess, are they alternate uh, therapies like Reiki? Do you do those types of things, incorporate those into your training?
3: Yes, absolutely. I um, practice Reiki. I'm a Reiki master. And so I, I offer that as a service to my um, my pups and my clients. And I really do try to take a holistic approach to behavior um, because I believe that those are all underlying factors to how we Perceive the world and get trained ourselves and etc so yeah i do try to offer a more holistic approach when um dealing with interspecies relationships
2: so um describe to me how you like how you would incorporate all of those things together so someone do they hire you when you come to their home or they come to you and then how are you doing it like is it in a if it's a an aggressive dog you use Reiki or like, how do you incorporate these holistic uh, treatments into training your dog?
3: Well, the great thing about holistic approaches is that there's a lot of creativity within them and they can be applied in a lot of different ways. And they're particularly useful for me when I'm training behavior because I do go to people's homes for consultations and I am dealing with a lot of behavior modification and in the city that we live in, um, stress stuff. Um, so holistic approaches are really good at calming the whole system and, um, benefiting training plans in that way. If I can help a pup's nervous system or relax their brain or their mind, um, or their body a little bit more, then they're going to learn a lot better and everyone's going to benefit from that.
2: So basically when you first meet them, it's basically getting them to a relaxed, nice state before the training can...
3: Yeah, talking about additional stressors that may exist in the environment, what we can do to help everyone out with that and some different protocols that can be easily applied within the lifestyle, whether it's essential oils or a different meal plan or adding a meditation or Reiki practice. Um, It's all, you know, catered to the situation, certainly, but those all play um, factors in,
2: in affecting behavior. So what makes you different from another trainer is you're like a holistic trainer.
3: Those letters stand for Certified Professional Dog Trainer, Knowledge Assessed, And that is a very specific certification that took years for me to accomplish. And um, it's important for me because it represents like the gold standard in the industry for technique and ethics. Um, Unfortunately, dog training does remain a unregulated industry. So you might notice dog professionals with a variety of Funny letters after their names. Some of them mean different things. Um, so that's that's an accolade that I'm that I'm especially proud of.
1: So and when someone's if, looking for a dog trainer, um, what should they be looking for? Uh, with all these letters,
3: they should be they should be looking for. I could rattle off some letters, I guess. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'll, maybe I'll name a few. But they should be primarily looking for someone that. Um, practices science-based dog training. We have a lot of information from science, uh, the science of behavior, um, applied behavior analysis, etc. We actually have dog training down to a science, i like to say, but not everyone in the industry is practicing that. A lot of techniques that have been popularized are just based on ideas or even antiquated theories that we have about behavior or dogs or animals. So Clients, pet parents, they want to they wanna look for someone that practices science-based dog training um, and, and someone that really knows what they're talking about as far as positive reinforcement is concerned. So my letter CPDT. Those are good ones to look for. Um, you'll also see letters like KPA, that stands for Karen Pryor's Academy. That's another top tier um, dog training program. So um, there's, 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 a, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of different letters, but it, once you know how to sift through them and that you are again looking for someone that uses purely positive techniques, that'll put you on the right path. Awesome.
2: And is it better for people to um, to have the trainer come to their home or go to a somewhere?
3: Well, I suppose it, it depends on the situation and what is really available in your community. But I tend to believe that dogs learn better in their home environment and if you are experiencing any sort of behavior issues those are most likely taking place in the home so we might want to address those there so i would say a soft yes for private training in the home being probably the ideal situation
2: and you mentioned essential oils how do you incorporate those into your training or practice
3: well Essential oils are great to complement my Reiki practice. So I tend to do um, some lavender rub downs after we do our little Reiki, but I'm also a big fan of um, zoo pharmacognosis, which is the concept that um, animals can actually gravitate towards their own healing elements and mechanisms. So I will actually put out maybe a few essential oils that I am thinking about. And I will see which ones the dogs gravitate to and which ones they like the most. And then we might do a little work with the paws or maybe apply something topically um, to the to the neck area or something like that. So I like to do it that way. They get to pay. Um, I love that.
2: What are so if you're giving a dog, an anxious dog, um, a choice, what would the choices of your essential oils be? Lavender? Yes, lavender is
3: pretty much always in there.
2: <laughs> um, I'm sure.
3: I might do um, a chamomile as well and maybe throw in, you know, a sage for good measure. Very Have neat. you
1: worked with any CBD yet?
3: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, for whatever reason, my absolute busiest time of year, I do boarding and pup sitting as well. And the busiest time of year is the 4th of July.
1: Uh-huh. And it's not ideal. <laughs> it calms them down within seconds isn't it unbelievable
3: that is something that has has really helped me during the holiday times because i do live in hollywood and there can be fireworks going off for a variety of reasons um so that is part of my firework protocol usually
1: i love that we actually uh produce one of our tinctures specifically for stress um I don't know if you know, we own a company called CBD Dog Health, um, and we oh, add essential oils into our tinctures. So, for example, our Calm for Stress has lavender essential oil for them, um, and our Ease for uh, Arthritis, Allergies, Snakes, and Pains has turmeric and frankincense. Um, so, oh, yeah, we, cool. we really found, uh, you know, CBD, I think. People forget is an essential oil <laughs> and when you're mixing it with all these other incredible essential oils it makes a huge huge difference.
3: Absolutely that's fantastic yeah what a great combination. Thanks.
2: Yeah, and we love and we love um, that other people in the in the pet industry who maybe are in a different different sector whether it be grooming, boarding, training, that there's ways for all of us to use holistic measures that all work together to get the best out of the animal. Um, So, you know, we're always saying CBD isn't going to heal whatever the issue is, but it's going to bring the body back to homeostasis so that the body can heal or the mind can heal. Mm -hmm. Um, And we find um, with all the trainers that we've worked with in the past that there's nothing better than getting through to a dog that's anxious, giving them CBD and that going away, they now can listen and learn and it You can see the difference. The fear is not there anymore. They don't even know why they're calming down. They just are. And the younger that you can start that, the better. Um, But we see it all the time. And it's really nice to hear um, positive reinforcement and kind of that you are like a holistic trainer. Um, I don't want to overuse that word, but it's true. Um, You're doing, you're really looking at the whole animal and being aware of all of its senses and what you can do to bring it to a state of mind where it can learn and get over its bad behaviors.
3: Yes. Thank you for saying that. And I think that, again, that's one of the great benefits about having,
2: you know, some, some
3: fundamental knowledge and in, in holistic practices because they can be applied really creatively in, in different ways to just benefit, you know, some, some self-healing factors.
2: Tell me about one of your most difficult um, cases and, and how you found success.
3: Oh, Wow. Okay. Well, let's see. I'm trying to pick one. Um I get again just a lot of uh really stressed out animals. Um the you know, unfortunately when we see d- dogs out on the street, we presume that they haven't received any training and are probably under socialized. And so that's what we're kind of dealing with in the in the pet behavior uh, field. So, um I have done, you know, some pretty uh, amazing things with with some biting type clients. I definitely have had uh, my my fair share of um, fear reactivity, and working with, with the human is, you know, the most important aspect because they're going to create the biggest impression in their companion and they're going to be around them 24 seven. So I have right now, I'm still working with a particular rescue dog who was neutered later in life and had a pretty strong bite history with his family members. Um, and, other professionals like vets and groomers, and etc. And we have, with a variety of approaches, been able to turn him into a really reliable, um, calm, happy dog that now has communication skills that he can use aside from going to his his mouth or or biting as a as a go-to. So. I'm really proud of, um, I haven't, I haven't cleared with them if I can use their story or anything. So I want to protect everyone's privacy. but this animal has one of the most diligent families and it's been a process, but they have been able to turn things around entirely and give him a life that works for everybody. And they are entirely dedicated to the process through the change in diet, the operant conditioning. We've done muzzle training how to do handling, and incorporating other things like the CBD and essential oils. They have a couple of events going on weekly where they have a particular visitor that he doesn't do well with, and then they also have a housekeeping event, and they have um, come to terms with that and employed some of those um, holistic techniques that we've been talking about, including CBD oil, to really kind of take the edge off during those times and help him recover faster so that he can get right back on board with his his training program and make further progress in that area. So that's one particular case that I'm really proud of just because of the way the pet parents have really tackled and stayed, stayed with it.
2: Right. And was it a rescue dog? Yes. And it was an older and he was, you said he wasn't neutered until later in life. So there is, there is um, time, there is hope for an older dog. Behavior can change. Right. behavior can change yep. you just have to be consistent and find and what you works know for what them and you want to again use the
3: scientific principles that we know um so that you can you can stay focused and on that track and make sure that you're not doing anything to backtrack yourself or, or damage the relationship or cause further issues because again unfortunately there's a lot of misinformation out there you can google anything and you'll get a really wide variety of of methods and and um and things to do quick fixes and stuff like that so you just want to make sure that you can vet the internet uh and again just stick with stick with the science so that it makes sense for you and your your
1: animal awesome all right we're gonna take a quick moment and then we'll be right back
0: it's a dog's life we'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of
3: cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proofed by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me own crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc.
1: Hey, it's Nick Hexum from 311 and you're listening to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina on CannabisRadio.com.
0: Up the wrong tree. We're back with more of "It's a Dog's Life" with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio.
1: All right, now we're back uh, learning a little bit more about some uh, holistic training.
2: Uh, Jessica, what is like the biggest mistake you see um, pet parents do with their dogs when they let's say it's a, a new let's say it's a new puppy? Let's start with that. It's a new puppy. What do you see the biggest mistake that parents do? The biggest mistake that parents do is they use corrections.
3: They use directions? Corrections. Corrections. So what do you mean? So a lot of people think that it's necessary to really chime in or give really strong feedback when their learner does something wrong. And actually, that leads to reinforcing the issue. And the worst time to correct a problem is when it happens. So if you get habituated or used to practicing giving your dog lots of strong responses or reactions to doing the wrong things or making the wrong choices, those things are going to happen over and over again.
2: So is the idea to catch it before they do it?
3: Yeah, catch it before they do it. Use the information. Things that are happening on repeat, and I mean like more than once or twice are becoming behavior patterns and you just want to use that information to prevent practice opportunities and teach alternative behaviors do you have any dogs yourself i have two rescue dogs oh what kind i adopted a siberian husky from a client of mine a couple years ago and i have a catahoula mix that i found wandering the street in fort collins colorado and I've had her for about 14 years.
2: Wow.
1: That's amazing. So
2: those are two um, handful of a breeds? Yes, they are. Thank you for <laughs> saying that. <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, I'm only going by the experience that I have at my shop with those breeds. So <laughs> I just... I'm like mhm husky I've got it uh huh
3: yeah, they're not the
2: best city dogs <laughs> we've
3: uh, we've moved around some I am lucky enough to actually have a yard um and and you know the the knowledge to to deal with it but um they they again are not are not city dwelling
2: companions ideally <laughs> um I would say that probably uh I'm trying to think of the biggest complaints that people would make is if their dog is barking. Do you have any tips for, um, pet parents on what they could do to help their dog stop barking?
3: Yes. Um, and barking is so challenging for pet parents. And there's a bad joke that we have in the industry. And, you know, (laughs) you say that, you know, dogs, dogs bark, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and to a certain extent, that's, that's the deal. And sometimes breed is also not on your side. There's definitely mm-hmm. some more vocal breeds out there. Um, but again, unfortunately, barking is a development that is specific to the domesticated dog. And that's because it's a really useful tool for them. And uh, it gets really heavily and quickly reinforced because it is rather obnoxious for for humans and can make us quite nervous or uh, embarrassed or whatever the case is. So right again, just like we were talking about corrections, right around the time of the barking, a lot of things happen and it's quick for the dog to affect the environment and make things happen and change maybe a little bit what's going on so it is a useful tool for them and it really works in that way so what you want to do is if you're having a really hard time is probably think about hiring a professional but you don't want to do anything like weird sprays or collars or uh ultrasonic noises or anything like that that is going to worsen the issue over the long run You want to figure out the reasons why your dog is barking and see if you can also eliminate any practice opportunities. So if your dog has uh, the habit of barking at the door or the window, um, perhaps you can close the blinds or something like that. And you really, really, as as a pet parent, want to go way overboard with reinforcing and really doting on your dog for being quiet at any point in in the given day. And replacing those behaviors with other behaviors, literally taking the time to fill your dog's brain with more ideas like sit, down, look at me, those things will replace some of those undesirable behaviors. But you unfortunately really, really, really want to avoid, again, doing too much in that moment. And there are a lot of things that dogs do before barking, like lip licking or appearing more alerted or being hypervigilant, that sort of stuff. And if you care about barking, then you need to care about it at all times. It's not okay if your dog barks at you to get you to play a game with them or right. come home for a greeting. So it does need to be kind of consistent across the board. And that is what we would call, you know, more of a behavior modification situation. So it can take diligence over time and maybe professional intervention.
2: Yeah, it's, I think it's the most difficult because I know that it's like I like when my dogs bark at someone that's at my door. So you want them to do it, but then you want them to stop. Um, and the other thing that happens is that I always have, you know, other people's dogs or other fosters here. So my dogs teach all of them. And now and then before I know it, it's 10 dogs barking right you know, all at the same time. Exactly. So um, yeah. it's... And- and barking is a what we say it's a it's a fun uh,
3: group activity. Yep. So if you do have a multi-dog household and one person starts barking, mm-hmm. you want to quickly shuffle around to all the your, your quiet pups and reward them or maybe give them a little tasty treat for being quiet and not uh. on to that fun game i love it i Do you love hear that it.
1: blanche you're gonna get some treats later <laughs>
2: <laughs> blanche only barks when you leave her
1: I only when i leave her. that's what cbd is for but you don't yep.
2: even know she has a bark until
1: she <laughs> leaves you <laughs> all right uh we're gonna take a quick break and we'll come right back
0: it's a dog's life we'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk
1: Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? smart pots have already been sold so it seems like a smart investment
2: look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout north america and ask for the original fabric container find a store near you or order yours online at
0: smartpots.com elevate your every day with that sugies feeling with the sweet taste of sugies add a cup of sugies to your morning coffee ah how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shugies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at s-h-o-o-g-i-e-s dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio.
1: All right, we're back with It's a Dog's Life.
2: So Jessica, you've given us amazing, uh, some amazing tips. Um, I know that we all can't uh, take advantage of your courses, but where can we find out more information on your site? How do we get in touch with you? And then I would love for you to share with our audience, um, is there... Is there a resource where we can find a good uh, trainer? Is there something that tells us where we can go kind of thing? Um, but we'd love to go and find your site and any of tools you have that you can teach us. So where can we find out more? Thank you.
3: I am on Instagram and Facebook at Competent Pup.
2: And, uh,
3: www.competentpup.com is the website and you can follow us along on, on Instagram. I do offer remote training and consultation as well. I do that quite a bit for remote support. Um, and there's, I also have a group on Facebook, the confident pup community that you can join to get some free tips and tricks. If you have any questions about how your pup relationship is going, that's a, that's another great resource for parents. Um. And as far as picking a trainer in your area, you can find uh, databases. So uh, the Certified Professional Dog Trainer um, website does have a registry that you can search for certified professionals in your area. And that should okay. be the same with um, another group I didn't, I didn't mention, the Gene Donaldson. Um training certification group uh, has a has a similar registry, and so will the KPA, the Karen Pryor Academy, for dog trainers. They will all have a list.
2: Awesome. So we'll put those in. Um, we do a little blog post, so we'll have those links in there for you. Um, but thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. I think we learned a lot. you have any other questions on things you need for Blanche, Hernando?
1: I told you she's an angel. She's good. She is an angel. <laughs>
2: I think I've been doing pretty good with all my dogs, everything that you say, but um, yeah, I have two two leaders in the barking that like to start the party. And yeah, one's usually outside and one's inside and starts everybody going. Oh, that is a fun party. Well, you let me know if I can offer any assistance. I'm happy. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us, Jessica.